and welcome back to the final podcast. I'm Matthew. Matthew. Binyamin Samir Noguveria. Boolean has Boolean. This is the antics we're up to. Welcome. This is it. The final podcast. We graduate here in a couple days. So thank you so much for watching this whole time. I don't, know what you I don't mean. care, Derek. We are here at the end. I didn't we're going to talk podcasts. Huh? You said thank you for watching. I didn't know you watched. We're at the podcasts. end. Bye guys. Okay, but we're at the end. We're going to go through the basketball from the last 2 days and then we're going to talk about this whole year of sports. Kind of just a recap here as we close the year. All right. Let's start with basketball and let's start with Jared Freeman's Miami Heat. Oh yeah. They win by 35. I had a volleyball game, so I could only watch the second half. But from didn't what, miss much. But from what I saw is Joel Embiid was pretty much irrelevant, like the in, like the most of the yeah, game. Yeah, I was and say, didn't he get hit in the face again? Oh, did he? Oh, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Was, okay. I don't really see. I watched the second half, but uh, and also when the um, when I turned it on, the Heat were up by 12, I think, and it just looked like the Sixers weren't even trying. Like, the Heat were just scoring. I think I turned it on, and they scored the first six possessions I watched or something. Like, wide-open threes or layups. So, I don't know if it's because they were in Miami or they just, like, their morale was down for some reason after winning back-to-back games. Like, I'm not really sure why. But, like, 35, like, that's bad. Man, Omar, your seven scored. Let's get this out of the way. Rudy Gobert would kill Shaq in the paint. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Thank you, Matt. <laughs> no, I should, I should, okay. no, that was okay. interesting, though. Yeah. What are your thoughts? Do you think Miami's got a shot at winning the East? Um, yeah, uh, okay, well, I'm going to say no <laughs> because I cannot go against Boston, but they're a phenomenal team. Bam Adebayo, I think, is a better oh, – like Hunter, not even – it's not even close. As a better over, overall player than Rob Williams, we know that. They have – Jimmy uh, Butler's better than Jason Tatum. Ha- okay, this guy's yeah. – so basically – they have similar defensive attributes, right? Robert Williams is bigger than him. Uh, he probably jumps higher. But Bam Adebayo on offense is just, like, a, a much bigger offensive threat. So I just think that Bam Adebayo would take That's him. a good matchup. Yeah, 100%. That'd be exciting. But it's too bad because the Bucks are going to win. Okay. Um, the the um, record or whatever should be 3-1 to one because of the refs in the third game. Oh. I, okay, cry you, about it. You can't even. You can't even be like, oh, you're like, I'm gonna cry about the refs. They were awful. They were actually terrible. There were calls only going in Giannis's way, and then Giannis wanted to complain in the in the post conference. I'm like, Giannis is okay. Can we agree on this? Giannis is the only player in the NBA that could get away with offensive foul after offensive th- foul for throwing his elbows into people while on drives. Sure. Yeah. Agreed. Hundred percent. But then when it happens on the other end, you saw with Al Horford, it's a technical. How does that happen? That literally makes no sense. I think refing was bad both ways. It was bad both ways, but it was worse going against the Celtics. No bias. This is a huge game tonight for Boston, um, so we'll go there before we go back to Phoenix because, let's be real, I don't want to talk about that series. But do you think Boston wins tonight in Garden? Yes, they have to. They have to, otherwise it's over. You think that they lose this game tonight, it's over? 100%. I don't think they could come back. I think they need momentum on their side. Who is the X factor to Boston winning tonight? Al Horford and Marcus Smart. Honestly, I, I love Al Horford. I think it's Grant Williams, if I'm being yes. honest. Yes, oh, facts. Grant Williams on defense, but I still think Al Hor- if Al Horford has a good night and then Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum, Marcus Smart can just support him, I think it's going to be a great game. Marcus. Well said. Marcus Smart. All right, we're going to move to Phoenix, unfortunately. 
Um, this series is stupid. Like, I, I called this, didn't I think I called this. I said there's literally no chance Dallas is winning this series. No, but like it was 2-2, and then they lost by 30. It's been so. fun. Matthew Posner in the podcast. I'm out. See you, Matt. Thank Boo. you. Take care, sir. Boo. Oh, All my right. God. But Phoenix, Dallas, boring series. Phoenix wins by 35 in the biggest game of this series. This is exactly no, what they Phoenix did. Phoenix won by 30. The Heat won by 30. Whoops. <laughs> my bad. But either way. Phoenix did exactly what they did against New Orleans. They looked bad against inferior competition, then remembered what basketball was in games five and six. Um, it's just interesting to me. I feel like I don't believe in Phoenix. I think if the war the Warriors are going to clean them in the Western Conference Finals, I have full confidence that this West is over already. But in the East, there's competition. In the West, I think there's none. Golden State's champion. I, I said this in the last podcast. I'll say it again. This is Golden State's championship to lose at this point. They're playing so much better than everybody else. They're mm-hmm. winning the. They're winning the finals. Oh, by the way, Chris Paul only had seven points in that one. I won. know the. So the streak the is streak over. Streak is over. Devastating. And I watched a little bit of this game. And why is Reggie Bullock getting thirty-five minutes? He's terrible. Like he's so bad. At least from what I watched. <laughs> Ask uh, who's their coach now. I don't think uh, he scored. Jason Kidd, no. Yeah. Of course, I don't. I don't think he scored. Who Bullock? I, yes, not nah, Jason Kidd. Well, I know he didn't, but um, yeah, I don't. Dallas does not have a team. Mm-hmm. Like they have Porzingis. They lost Porzingis. Um, yeah. Like Luca's gonna have to put up forty a night to win, and he only put up. I think that trade yeah. cost them any chance of winning the championship yeah, this year. Reggie Bullock. Had 34 minutes, and he shot 0 of 5 with a turnover, and he had four rebounds and assists and two steals. So, <laughs> Tony Snell numbers out yeah. here. Jesus. You can't play 35 minutes and not score. <laughs> He's so bad. I could play 35 minutes and not score. but he, If you add up his, like, the, his major stats, so points, rebounds, assists, steals, and blocks, he averaged roughly – one stat per five minutes. <laughs> so he would do something and then run around for another five minutes. And then do something and then and run then, around. But yeah. but it, it was just like, rebound or nice pass. Yeah. Yeah. I think Dallas is a, is a solid team, but they have no chance of winning this series. They have no chance of winning game six. Uh, this series is over. Yeah, I think so too. Unless Luca puts up 50. Which- yeah, I mean – is still not enough. He needs like yeah. 60 or 70. <laughs> I don't necessarily think it's over I because, do. I mean, Dallas beat them twice in a row. At home. So fair fair point. This series is 5-0 and for the home teams as well. Mm-hmm. Right. I mean, all it takes is the Mavs win tomorrow and then break that streak in Game 7, which is asking for a lot because Phoenix is definitely the better team, but you don't get this far on accident. You don't win two games here on accident. Um... I wouldn't say it's over. I mean, it looks pretty bad for them, but... I actually really like your point. They didn't get here on accident. I think that's great. I think that's a good point. I think that... No, they definitely did. Like They as played the Jazz. As, yeah, as, I no longer agree with you, Logan. <laughs> as, yeah. as much yeah. as we like to look at Dallas and like be like, wow, this team sucks. Like Jalen Brunson, he's been balling out. Stevenson kid, shout out. Spencer Dinwiddie, not balling out. Dorian Finney-Smith, yeah. This team could have beaten the Suns if they had Porzingis and not Spencer Dinwiddie. Maybe. They would have a better... Not maybe. Not, they, they had a real shot. Not nah, if they had Jared Freeman. Yeah. True. 
But look, Porzingis was. I know the dynamic wasn't necessarily there for them, and I totally get that. He was just a better like what they have now. Like they have Maxi Kleba and um, Dallas right. Bertans, and, and Porzingis is just them, right. but better, Powell. significantly better yeah. version. He plays better inside. Yeah. He's a much stronger inside presence than mm -hmm. a Maxi Kleba. Yeah. But at the end of the day, Dallas will lose this series in six games. But I think they're pretty happy with how the season turned out. They got a whole offseason to try and sign another man besides Luka. The other series we have to talk about that I don't want to because I hate them is Golden State. I mean, Jaws out. You're right. We don't have to talk about it. All right. Congratulations, yeah. Warriors. We win game five tonight by 25 points. Move on to the championship. Win the finals. Mm -hmm. Steph but Curry still doesn't win finals MVP because Jordan Poole. Without Jaw, if the Grizzlies somehow end up winning this series, that's, like, historic. Yeah. That Steve Kerr's fired. No. Did Steve? No. <laughs> what? Terrible take. Yeah. That's what my brother wants. Uh, what? Dude, what? what? <laughs> Steve he Kerr? He thinks he's a horrible coach. Your family, you guys are so delusional sometimes. <laughs> I, know, I know. It's crazy, Steve man. Kerr's probably a top three to five coach in Steve the NBA. Steve Kerr's won them three rings. Yeah. This year they were, what, the three seed with Steph Curry, a half-washed clay, Draymond's getting older, and he took Jordan Poole from being a second-round pick to now a future star or superstar. I gotta show my brother and, this. This will be fun. Yeah, I, again. And, like, dude, no. If you lose to the Grizzlies, like, the Grizzlies have been solid all year, and, like, bro, like, you, they didn't make the playoffs last year. Like, I did, I'm gonna be completely honest. I did not respect, like, I respected Steve Kerr, but I did not think he was an all-time head coach before this season because the only time, like, I mean, granted... It's when he started coaching Golden State, but you have Steph, Clay, and Draymond all in their primes, and then you get Kevin Durant. So those, it's not like he took like the Dirk Mavericks and won a ring. Mm -hmm. Like th these are like, if you're an NBA coach and you can't take those teams to championships, like you're the issue. But if you're an average head coach, you can get there and do that. Didn't do that, and like. You're not going to win a championship every year, especially when your superstars are exiting their prime, and you're able to take a second-round pick to elevate his game. Like, dude, hell no. You are not firing Steve Kerr no matter what happens. And Steve you, lo you lost game, what, was it three or four when he was out with COVID? Like, so if you lose this series because he's out with COVID, like, that's not even on him. The Warriors could have not made the playoffs this year and Steve Kerr wouldn't have got fired. I really like your guys' your guys' input on this, and I appreciate it. I think that there are a lot of – I know there are a lot of Warriors fans that don't like Steve Kerr because of the rotations he's put in place and the players he hasn't played like Jonathan Kuminga. They thought he should get more minutes. They right. didn't think Draymond should be starting at center. They should have gone for a big man, and Kerr didn't do that, so the blame falls on him. I know there are Warriors fans what who big, don't like what him. What big man are they going to play? The injured one. Yeah. The Wiseman. Yeah. I, I understand the Kuminga – Complaints because I think he's a very good player, but on the other hand, he started and played five minutes. You you have to understand as a Warriors fan base, you're either developing or you're winning now. Yeah. Like with the Bulls, Io played a ton throughout the season, but when it came to the playoffs, like Io sitting, Io does not have that experience. The Bulls, I mean, obviously they're content with the season they had because the goal was just to make the playoffs. However, once you get to the playoffs, like you're playing those veteran guys because you're playing to win the whole thing. Like, they're, they're a good enough team on paper, the Bulls went healthy, where they can go and win the whole thing. And I don't think Lonzo, like, while Lonzo is a huge impact player, like, 
his injury isn't enough for me to say they have no chance at winning the championship. They just needed DeMar to start going off again, which didn't happen, and that's fine. But, like, Warriors fans have to understand, you, you don't get to win, what, like 50, 60 games and play all your young guys. It just doesn't work like that. Yeah. You get one or the other. I think almost every team does this, to be honest. Like, Tyler Hero is getting 31, 32 minutes a game in the regular season, and he's been playing 18 to 20 like minutes per playoff game this season or this postseason. Omar Yurtsevin was playing minutes for you guys, and then towards the end of the season in playoff time, he was not even in the rotation. He only played when well um, when Bam was hurt. Yeah, yeah. when Bam Um, was hurt. Yeah, but yeah, young talent kind of works. I don't understand why is Dwayne Dedman playing over him. I hate Dwayne Dedman. I mean, like he's a great guy, but he's terrible at basketball. It makes me mad. They think the experience wins it. Yeah, so. I don't know. Like, <laughs> so Udonis Haslam needs I, to be out there. I think Warriors fans just struggle because, like, I mean, remind me if I'm forgetting anyone, but they haven't had any notable young talent since 2015. Like, besides Jordan Poole now. D'Angelo, D'Angelo. Like, yeah, D'Lo, yeah. Okay, but D'Lo was in, like, what, year four or five? Because he played, uh, yeah. what, two or three years in L.A., one or two in year Brooklyn? Four. Yeah, so, so I, I'm not counting that. I mean, at that point, he's... He's not like a rookie. I, or a I am second counting year player. that. I think he was young talent. He was somebody they could develop and bring in as the next okay. well, yeah, big guard but, on their team. So okay, I, but, I count him as big. But, as but big we're talent. we're Golden State fans. Like he was not Kaminga. You drafted Kaminga with a pretty high pick. D'Lo wasn't like theirs. D'Lo was a guy they brought in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, D'Lo wasn't homegrown. Right. Yeah. And so D'Lo had already developed into an All Star. He was an All Star when he came there. But guys like Kaminga, Golden State fans want to see. The opportunity given to them. Well, they'll see it next year. After well, yeah, I, I know, I know. That's mm-hmm. what I'm saying. But, like, they haven't had a player like that where they've drafted them and they've had to limit their minutes because of wanting to win since they won their first finals. Or their, their first of last decade. Their first of last decade. Yeah, because they won one in the 1900s, right? They have mm. four rings or four championships. Pretty sure. Did Thurman's crew win one? Did Oh, no. Did TMC win one? I don't know. Warriors. What, either way. Championships. I feel like they may never have won they, one. They won 75. So they won with Thurman. Yeah. Okay. And I'm, yeah. Um, all right. I think that covers current NBA content. Uh, is there anything else anybody wants to say? Oh, I mean, John Morant we kind of covered. Uh, thank you, Derek. You're welcome. Um, I think that covers that. So Good. I want to do a more <laughs> NBA mock draft. Yeah. No, please, please. No, I'm going to fall asleep. Yeah, I know you will. I'm going right. to bed. We're going to go back to the NFL season real quick because oh, damn. this is kind of where these podcasts started to take form, take shape. Yeah. Including the introduction of this feature. Oh, my God. But um, Now Derek can talk and I can just sit here. There you go. Yeah. It works well. You can talk the about trading the, of roles. You can talk about your uh, Eagles over Buccaneers pick in the wild card game this year. Okay, but that was no, uh, no, 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 no. You picked it. I had better picks than Logan. I mean, he was right about a couple things. He was right about. Yeah, the Bengals going was, really, really far. Well, yeah. he was right uh, about. He was right about Cam Newton, and he was right about what was the other like oh, really right wild thing you were right yeah. about. It was some ups crazy upset. Yeah, it was some really yeah. weird upset. And then we come to school the next day, and Jared's like, "Yeah, I got it right." <laughs> Yeah. And then he called Cam Newton going back to Carolina, and yeah. he went back to Carolina. Um, the other thing, and this was really when the podcast took took its true form, was Week 14. I always go back to this podcast because this was when this was the time, the first podcast we filmed after we learned of 
So the that, first podcast that Matthew P. swore and we had to cover it. Yeah, up. that too. Uh, we learned about this reverb feature and we t- kind of used it into our little podcasts here. Um, and we started screaming. And... <laughs> And it created the most ungodly noise we've ever heard oh, in our Logan, lives. Logan, Logan wasn't even here yeah, yet. He Logan was not here for this. I don't know if you've heard it. This you've was probably Keith. heard I'm it. Sure this I've was seen Keith. It. This Powers. was Keith. Uh, you. Uh, I'm pointing at Jared, Derek, myself, and I feel like there's somebody else. No, I think no? it was just us. It was just us. Yeah, it probably was just us. And that was absolute mayhem. Um, and then. <laughs> So I think that's kind of where it all started, and then the humor, and then letting. And I think that's what got us more comfortable into doing these podcasts. We kind of became more experienced in it. So I want to give a shout out to Reinhardt because this equipment is almost top grade. This is stuff you'd see in professional studios. This is stuff that professionals today use to podcast, and he's been able to use this program and afford all of this. There's so much tech equipment that some college programs, excuse me, some college programs don't have. And I just I think it's awesome that we had the opportunity to use this set almost every single day of the year. And uh, I really can't thank you enough, Reinhardt, for giving us that opportunity to have a space like this. And uh, it's been great. Watch him not even watch the podcast. Yeah. No, it doesn't matter. But <laughs> I, was, I was thinking about that. Yeah. He watches them all anyway, so I'm sure he'll <laughs> see this. But I just think that... We're grateful. I think this kind of helped me make my decision on where my future was going, and especially in this realm. So I'm excited for the future, and I'm super glad that you guys mm-hmm. gave me the opportunity to kind of have this podcast, this podcast. It's kind of it's been great. Uh, it's I been, don't know. I don't know what we're gonna call it next yeah. year because it can't be the podcast because we don't have the pause. Who? Yeah. Who are you gonna have? You gotta have. Me, it'll be me, the, Matthew. The Double D podcast. <laughs> I probably wouldn't call it that. Oh. Um, <laughs> probably, Bro, I, you went in the wrong direction yeah, with that, Matthew. I, I probably wouldn't call it that, but I think you can definitely. You're gonna make it successful, and you're gonna make it your own, especially with this class. Moff on the mic. Moff oh. on the mic. I like it. I like That's it. Good. We got yeah. the ideas here are are, are pouring we are, out. We already have Moff in the hallways. So Moff on the mic. Yeah. There you go. This man's getting famous. All right, real quick, I'm gonna go to all of you guys. What was your favorite sports moment from this year? So from September to now, oh God. your favorite oh. sports moment this entire year. I don't know. Is there one thing that sticks out to you specifically? I have one. I'll let you guys think the, about it. When you're the Bengals Super Bowl run. Well said. I think that was. I think that's one of the biggest underdog stories we've seen, probably in that sport in a long time. Jared, um, I you have to come back to me. Okay, Logan, yeah, you got um, one. Yeah, I think my first pick would also be the Bengals run, but also, I mean, just to be different, I'll say the Bulls actually being good again and being able to watch the Bulls and not like be frustrated, be frustrated, be in pain every single game. Uh, like the, actually, the, the Bears, the Bears haven't gotten there yet. Yeah, we haven't gotten there. The with Bears the are going Bears down. Yet. Yeah, it's it's still somewhat unenjoyable to watch the Bears play football, but. We're Chicago fans. You know how to get through it. But, yeah, I think the Bulls being able to be good again. Like, I remember in the summer when we traded for DeRozan after we already got Vooch and Lonzo. Like, I knew, like, this team has to be somewhat good. Like, no way do we not make the playoffs with this roster. And then we got Caruso. Caruso ended up being a dog. DeMar's stretch of games where he was, what, like, eight or nine straight, 35-plus on over 50%. Like, 
that's probably one of the craziest scoring runs we've seen in our lifetimes. Like, I mean, it, I don't remember many other, like, in the past five years, I don't remember anything that crazy other than Harden's stretch, his MVP season when he had, like, I don't even know, but he averaged, like, 40 for, like, a couple of weeks or a month or something. I don't know. But, yeah, the Bulls. My favorite moment is uh, really easy. Um, my favorite sporting event every year is March Madness. Um, and we're never going to see a run like St. Peter's had ever again. I don't think, at least. In my opinion, I don't think we're ever going to see it again, especially in our lifetimes. It changed the world of college basketball. It gave a real chance to teams who are ranked 10, 11, 12, 13, 14, even 15. It proves that, and the North Carolina made it to the championship. It proves that anything can we happen a, now. We had a lot Madness. of underdog stories this year. We did. Um, St. Peter's, I think, kind of changed the landscape of college basketball. They were revolutionary, and it was one of the greatest runs to watch. When they lost to UNC, it was crushing. But at the same time, what a run. Doug Eddard went from a nobody on a Dougie. Peacocks basketball team to now two multi-million NIL deals, and his life's changed forever because of this. And there's players here who are going to make a lot of money mm-hmm. in the future because of this. St. Mm-hmm. Peter's as a university has changed forever with all the funding they're going to get. Correct. Agreed. It's a shame that literally every single person in their starting five left after this year, but mm-hmm. that's what happens when you get the opportunity to make money and with the NIL and college yeah, basketball. And it, it makes sense. You, get, yeah, yeah, you get to go play on a bigger team, too. I mean, granted, they show that they could win on that smaller team, but... Doug's playing with Peter Kiss on Bryant, nation's leading scorer, so I'm excited for that. That's, that's going to be that's gonna be a crazy team. That's going to be an interesting little 14-15 seed next year. They're going to be a team that can make another run. Was, I thought mm-hmm. Peter Kiss was a senior. Yeah, he's using another red shirt or something. Wow. He's, he's got another year left in him. That's going to be crazy. All right, All right have, go for it. I have two. What I'm going to say is... Um, in the second round, Creighton almost beating Kansas, and especially since I'm going to Creighton next year, I'm really excited to watch that team because all of their good young freshmen are staying, and I honestly think they might be a top 15 to 20 team in the nation, and I'm just really excited to go watch all those games. And my other one is just the success of Tyler Hero on the Heat this year. He had a great rookie year, terrible sophomore year. His I think almost all his stats were down. He was shooting like 30% from the field. And then he bounced back this year um, through like Jimmy and Bam's injuries. He was getting more minutes. He was like their primary scorer. And I think through that stretch, he was probably averaging 25, 30 points a game. And he's one of the only six men to average 20 points a game. And I, honestly, some of the shots he makes, I think, are just like Devin Booker level, like contested, like pull up shots. I really like his jumper. And he also had a kid, so congrats to him. Shout out. All right, future. What are you most excited about for the future of your favorite sport or really anything? What is the thing you're most excited to see in the next year of sports? Is anybody ready for that? or can Yeah, I, I mean, I already said it, but I'm so excited. To, like, if I get the opportunity to actually go to March Madness games, like, for the college team I'm at, like, that would be absolutely unreal. Well, I'm um, going to Eastern Illinois, so that's <laughs> never going to happen. But, um, yeah, uh, Logan, you got one? Derek, you I'm, got one? I mean, uh, I don't know. I don't have nothing really too specific. Like, I'm excited to watch Fields develop, but that's not going to happen this year. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited to watch the Bulls compete, but I'm excited to see what the Bulls do in the offseason because I think we are one piece away from being a true contender. 
So we'll see what we do there with a year of experience of winning too. Um, and then I'm going to Iowa, so I'm going to see some good sports. Yes, sir. For sure. Not basketball, though. Their, their basketball team's going to suck next <laughs> year. With no Keegan Murray, Chris Murray's probably, I think he declared for the draft. Bo Hannon was like a 60-year senior, so he's gone. And then, like, all their other good players transferred, except for, like, one. So, mm-hmm. And we don't have a great recruiting class, so who knows? Anything Maybe I'll be on the team. Logan Key walk on. Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> oh, that, that would be crazy if, if he like, becomes a superstar, like, averages 17 points a game, goes in the draft, goes second Logan, round to Chicago. Next year we're watching, and there's just like six foot eight no, Logan could you, Key. Could you guys? Could you guys imagine like with all the people going to U of I? Like if I just show up at U of I and I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll meet you guys at the game, and like I just I'm I'm on the court just warming up. <laughs> That would be awesome. That'd be crazy. Yeah. Derek, you got a too, moment for the future too, that you're too, um, too bad oh, I'm five eleven and don't play basketball anymore. Growth sports happen. Yeah. I wanna say the Bears, but I don't think the Bears aren't gonna do yeah. anything. It's this hard year. to look forward it's to. It's like what's wrong? You can I throw to, to your thirty eight year old rookie. I <laughs> <laughs> Velos. I have to wait like another like one to two years before the, the Bears even start like to build. build around Justin Fields and the way that he's gonna play, so Nothing really this year. I mean, I'll watch the Bears, but it's not going to... I mean, I guess I'm excited to see what, what the Bengals do this year. I want to see if they if they win the Super Bowl or if they get close again or what. All right. My most exciting moment is since tw- 2017, 2018, there's been nothing to look forward to with this program, this organization. What? But the, I'm hoping Jacksonville finally shows <laughs> yeah, me something. Yeah, the Jags. They'll I'm hoping they show three me something. games this season. I miss football so much. We've reached that point already where I just need it back in my life and... We didn't do what I wanted to do in the offseason, but we sent a lot of money. We fixed the offensive line. We didn't really need to fix it, but whatever. We rebuilt the offensive line. Our offense is actually not terrible. I want to see what we can do. This is a good benchmark to figure out where the Jags' future goes, and hopefully by 2024, 2025, we're in contention and playing for a real shot at winning a Super Bowl. What the Jags need is they need Trevor Lawrence to have like a Josh Allen type second season and not yep. a Baker Mayfield Field type second season. Yeah. yeah. Lawrence Ooh. needs to show improvement. He had a pretty bad rookie season, and I need more from him. So, and more importantly, I, mean, I want to see you can't really have a good rookie season when you're on the Jags. Yeah. <laughs> the sixth highest paid receiver in the NFL is on our team, and nobody's ever heard of who he is. So Christian, Christian Kirk's got to because because he's on the Jags. Yeah. I mean, well, no, he. <laughs> He was on the Cardinals. He was like wide receiver three. He's the sixth bet, sixth highest paid receiver in football. He needs to prove to me that he deserves that much money. And so, yeah. ladies <laughs> and gentlemen, thank you so much for the final podcast. Thank you guys so much for watching this whole year. Good luck with everything in the future. Peace. Ah!